Time for seafood news. Hello, everybody. This is seafood market reporter Lauren Castiglione, and Seafood News Podcast is brought to you by Comtel, which will be receiving a complete redesign in 2020. Subscribers who utilize Comtel to track market quotations, analyze trends, and stay on top of key industry news will see a host of new features. Streamlined navigation, customizable dashboards, filtering options, quick access to your favorite reports, and more will make Comtel an even more valuable tool for those impacted by the protein markets. And Comtel isn't the only thing getting a revamp in 2020. Be on the lookout for a fresh new look to the Seafood News podcast logo and new merch. Now that managing editor Amanda Buckle is back and better than ever. And she's here to kick off season two of the Seafood News podcast series. I am back and I've been dying to pipe in <laughs> ever since you started talking. I am here and I'm not going anywhere for a while because I used up all my vacation days yes. on maternity leave. <laughs> but I'm exci- I miss the podcast. I know. It, Ryan was great, mm-hmm. but there's just a chemistry that we have that yes. I think that people love. I agree. I love it. I mean, I listened to a couple episodes of the podcast with you and Ryan, but then I got extremely jealous. That <laughs> oh, I thought somebody... you were going to say bored. <laughs> oh, and, uh, no. Okay, oh good. Oh my gosh. Good. We are covering important stuff. Yes, we Great are. stuff, as a matter of fact. And we have a great episode back again. I'm just excited to jump back into things. So uh, Kick it off, Amanda. I am going to kick it off. In our top story, despite the complete closure of federal waters in the Gulf of Alaska for 2020, the state announced season dates and guideline harvest levels for five areas in the Gulf. The federal fishery was closed earlier this fall due to a steep drop in Pacific cod stocks and recruitment in federal waters between 3 and 200 miles offshore. The change in stock status is a climate-driven phenomenon, closely linked to higher temperatures in ocean waters during the 2014-2016 event, also known as the blob. The blob. We need to come up with a good soundbite yes. for that. Yeah. The blob. blob. Ooh, <laughs> nailed it right there. All right. So uh, the Alaska Department of Fish and Games guideline harvest levels were based on a 35% reduction from the maximum prescribed harvest limits in regulation. And the notice said that this guideline harvest level reduction will provide the opportunity for limited fisheries in state waters while recognizing the need for conservative fishery management at current Pacific cod stock levels. The 2020 federal parallel fisheries in the Gulf of Alaska are closed and 2020 state waters season opening dates are coordinated with the federal closure to allow for orderly and manageable fisheries. And the first state waters Pacific cod fishery will open January 1st, 2020 in Kodiak with an over 757,000 pound guideline harvest levels for jig gear only. On February 24th, 2020, Kodiak's pot season opens for the same guideline harvest levels for a total in the area of 1.52 million pounds uh, guideline harvest levels, second highest to only the South Alaska Peninsula further west. January 1st is also the opening day for a jig year in Cook Inlet, Chignig, and the South Alaska Peninsula. And I think we need to introduce the people to the the Chignig, Alaska yes. pronunciation on Google. There is a, there's like a crazy, somebody is out there on YouTube. YouTube is full of crazy people. And someone is doing these like robotic voices of just like different towns in Alaska. We're going to get the soundbite in there. It's hilarious. I I think I laughed for 45 minutes straight the first time I heard it. It was probably obnoxious the entire office, but I kept replaying it. I just couldn't stop. It's like so bizarre. Okay, let's do a, a sneak peek for the people. Ready? One, two, three. Chick Nagel. <laughs> Alaska. <laughs> We're going to also insert the soundbite. Sean, our editor, insert the soundbite right here. Chick Alaska. Chick 
Alaska. A great place to visit. Chili, Alaska. Um, but real quick, back to I think it's can I just say it's crazy that we're talking about 2020. I know. It's I, the future. I feel like we should be fishing from like spaceships and then like lasering. <laughs> you know, like you know how like they uh in the movies how they like suck up people through like the little light. Yes, the, yeah. I feel like that's how we should be fishing for a fish now. You know. But yeah. Anyway. Uh, side note, Amanda is a little sleep deprived, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah, no, agreed. Yeah. This year was it went by in, in the blink of an eye. Yeah. But let's get back to the seafood let's news. Let's get back <laughs> to the seafood news. <laughs> the news. And the Dungeness season is looking good for a December 31st start date. That's right. From Washington to Northern California, crabbers are loading gear onto their boats in anticipation of a December 31st opening. Meat recovery results released earlier this week showed crab in all areas have filled out and meet the criteria for opening the season. Demoic acid levels were all below levels of concern in all areas as well. And the Central California crab season opened on December 15th after two delays aimed at preventing whale entanglements due to whale activity in the area. Uh, processors in San Francisco and surrounding areas have been getting some crab to markets both in the Bay Area and in the other West Coast markets just in time for Christmas. So the San Francisco Chronicle reported that one company was paying $3 uh, per pound for crab at the dock and that some whole cooked crab was available in markets for $6.99 per pound. Um, but the National Weather Service reported a storm system associated with an atmospheric river was affecting much of the West Coast this weekend, and fishermen are hoping for some good weather after the Christmas holiday. And in other news, last week Congress finalized a $1.3 trillion federal spending deal, and the bill featured a rider that would label genetically modified salmon. Section 790 states... Notwithstanding any other provision of law, the acceptable market name of any engineered animal approved prior to the effective date of the National Bioengineered Food Disclosure Standard shall include the words genetically engineered prior to the existing acceptable market name. And uh, Aquabony Technologies, the company responsible for the development of genetically modified salmon, released a statement sharing their thoughts on the fiscal year 2020 U.S. government spending bill. The company said that they have always supported clear, transparent labeling of their bioengineered salmon, even before federal disclosure requirements were put in place. They added that while the new language will finally allow them to commercialize their FDA-approved bioengineered salmon, they believe it is completely unnecessary. With that said, they do plan on working with the FDA and USDA on how to comply with what they're calling vague language. And it does sound pretty vague. Yes. Um, but the press release also calls out Senator Lisa Murkowski of Alaska, who inserted the language into the appropriations rider. And this is a direct quote from Aquabounty's statement. It says, Senator Murkowski con continues to single out a small, innovative American company in a misguided attempt to protect a uh, parochial special interest when, in reality, the rider most benefits Chilean and Norwegian companies that currently export more Atlantic salmon into the U.S. than any other American company produces. Because Alcobounty salmon is safe and identical to other farm-raised Atlantic salmon, this provision sets a dangerous precedent for all bioengineered foods because it was passed as an appropriations rider, yet it has nothing to do with funding, and it imposes a mandate that targets a single company and product and calls into question the regulatory process and federal disclosure requirements. And let me just say, they have a great PR person on their hands. Yes, they Whoever do. Whoever is writing these statements, spot on. It's, it's fierce. Yes, it is. Good for them. Uh, so thanks, Amanda. I also have a couple of analysis pieces to discuss. First off is octopus imports are breaking records. Year-to-date imports for octopus coming into the U.S. is at an all-time high. 
January through October import volume totals 48.5 million pounds for 2019, 142.5% higher than what records began in 1998. Monthly, October 2019 has also reached an all-time high of 6.2 million pounds, the highest October ever recorded. Octopus from the Philippines, Indonesia, and Spain have all gradually weakened in 2019. An influx of product imported into the U.S. is a key factor contributing to the growing discounts seen within the market. The price gap between origins continues to narrow. However, Spanish products still trades at a premium to both Indonesian and Philippines octopus. And moving on to Pollock. The industry players have reported Pollock block demand staying intact at moderate to active levels, with prices remaining stable through the 2020A season. So pricing on Pollock block forms are trending higher at the moment, with both twice-frozen imported and single-frozen deep-skinned Pollock blocks currently set at all-time record highs of $1.98 per pound and $1.60 per pound, respectively. Single-frozen PBO currently averaging $1.65 per pound is the highest on record since February 2011, and the same is true for mints, which is currently quoted at an average of $1.02 per pound, the highest ever recorded again since February 2011. In the wake of the U.S.-China trade war and the possibility of tariffs into the European Union, some market participants have been in a position to lock long-term commitments through the end of 2020 at or close to those listed levels. Meanwhile, in salmon, after an extremely weak fall season with pricing dipping 21% in mid-October for the farm salmon complex compared to the three-year average, the upward price movement this month is welcome for most. However, several factors seem to be different this holiday season. According to Ernerberry's retail features for farm Atlantic salmon and salmon fresh frozen fillets, retail features are down 18% compared to 2018, and the amount of stores that are running the features is also down 14%. Ernerberry market reporter Janice Schreiber spoke to industry contacts who explained that retail ads are typically taken out six weeks ahead of the holiday, which would mean that the ads were placed amidst protests that rocked Chile. For those unfamiliar with the issue, millions of Chileans took the streets to protest rising costs of living in the country in October, and in mid to late October, Chilean salmon production was at a standstill. Late night curfews were in place, forcing plants to operate on one shift, and road blockades made it a challenging situation for plant workers looking to get to work. Shipments of salmon were sitting at the runway, ready to leave the country, as a backlog at the airport led to the limited production reaching the spot market. During this period, with a lack of fish coming out of Chile, many market participants looked to Canadian and Norwegian product to fulfill contracts. To kick off November, production continued to be minimal as Chile celebrated a national holiday, another indication that retail ads were not being placed. Now let's move on to some fun news, shall we? Everything's always fun with us. Yes, it is. <laughs> so Starkist mascot Charlie the Tuna is finally being recognized for the pop culture icon he is. Booyah. The Tuna brand announced that they have partnered with Funko to create a limited edition Charlie the Tuna pop vinyl figure. Funko is a company that produces, that produces licensed pop culture collectibles like vinyl figures and bobbleheads. Their popular line of collectibles include Marvel, Game of Thrones, Star Wars, and Harry Potter characters. But in addition to the popular characters from TV and film, Funko also has a line of ad icons. So the icon, we were actually looking through the website before, and I've always seen they're all, they're at Target, they're at Walmart, right, you can find them anywhere, yes. you know. And they're but they're always you know Star Wars characters, Harry Potter characters. Yep. It's all you know always something you know, entertainment related, but I had no idea they have like a, a Count Chocula guy, they have a Hostess cupcake, they got a lot of like a, a KFC one with the so Colonel. They are have, those like, you know, the hot ones in demand that caught that like, you know, somebody would buy for 
thousands of dollars if they found one? <laughs> I or are they know. like available to be purchased right now? Yeah, I mean, you could buy them on the Funko website. Yeah. Oh, I, like I don't all know. of the. Yeah, all the uh, ones I just listed. There's a couple that are sold out. Um, but I mean, it's just pretty cool. I had no idea they had an, an ad yeah, icon one. But um, I actually did a little research on Charlie the Tuna. Did you? I did. Because I'm like, I was thinking about it. I'm like, he, I'm like, I can't remember. Like, I've always remembered Charlie the Tuna, Charlie the Tuna. But right. like, where did he come from? You know? I don't know. Under the sea, under the sea. <laughs> um, so he was created in 1961. Do you know that? I did not. The Starkist mascot was created by a man <laughs> named Tom Rogers at advertising company Leo Burnett. And when he was first introduced, the character was always trying to get caught by the Starkist company. And since he wears like a beret and glasses, he thought he has like good taste, <laughs> you know? But, of course, Starkus was looking for tuna that tastes good, not tuna with good taste. Um, and I don't remember any of that. I like, don't either. It's, it's actually I like pretty that. interesting <laughs> to go like, look at like uh, how he started and how he originated and, and all the cartoons. Um, and probably, you know, it started in 1960. And I know they had ads in the 80s, obviously. Right. Um, you know, we may be a little too young for it because we're so young. Um, <laughs> But anyway, the, the Funko Pop figure is pretty cool because Starkist is making a donation to Feed the Children, a global nonprofit organization that works to alleviate childhood hunger. So um, you can check out the Charlie Tuna vinyl pop figure from Funko at shop.funko.com. And uh, finally, Americans are looking, uh, sorry, Americans are always looking for healthier food options, um, except for us. I think in the office right now, we have tons of candy piled at our desk. It's awful. <laughs> but in general, we try to be healthy, but yeah. according to a new study from Nielsen, millennials have different views about what eating healthy means. And for millennials, eating healthy is not just about nutrition and diet. It encompasses mental wellness, stress management, saving money, and saving time. I'm kind of confused about the saving I'm, money and saving time being like uh, related to healthy food because I found that like, you know, if you look at like organic food, it's always more expensive right. than, you know, regular stuff. But, um, uh, I never really thought about mental wellness and stress management with food because, I don't know, I always associate, like, you see stuff in stores now that it's, like, lotion for stress, you know, and, and <laughs> right, you right. know, different different products there. But I never really look at it from the food perspective, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, that's very interesting. Um, so this is the perfect opportunity to push seafood because tuna is considered a top brain food since it's one of the leanest kinds of fish, offering anxiety support, depression support brain health, and sleep support. And since tuna is compromised of omega-3 fatty acids, it can reduce cholesterol and help maintain good heart health. Omega-3 fatty acids also help to lower blood pressure, which reduces the risk of stroke and heart attack. Shrimp is also considered a top brain food since it's low in fat and high in protein and can aid in anxiety support and sleep support. The antioxidants in shrimp means that it can reduce inflammation and lower your risk for chronic diseases. So wouldn't it be cool if, like, packaging starts saying, like, you know, right, eat our shrimp, like, reduce your... If they can market that. You know, like, yeah, like, you know, sleep better by eating our shrimp before bed. <laughs> you know, like, something something like that. I'm trying to figure out, like, the way to do it, you know, but I, I don't think about that stuff when I'm buying food, and I think that's an interesting way if, if we start, you know, trying to address consumers right. you know, as a seafood industry in general, just saying, like... Hey, listen, like this will improve your your yeah. well being completely. Yeah. Yeah, you because know, I, I would take that consideration when I'm when I'm out shopping. Oh yeah. You know, but I, I don't think about that right now. When I think eating healthy, I just think like weight loss. Like you'll fit and, into your pants better. Like Yes. You yeah. Know, but I don't I don't think about all the other, you know, things like that. 
Beautiful. Maybe that's why everybody is so stressed out during Christmas too, because not only like the hustle and bustle of shopping mm-hmm. for everybody, but because you're just eating crap you're junk. Well, yeah. 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 Between all the sugar at your desk or you're eating out and right. you're just, you know, getting something quick on the go. It makes yeah. it's a good point. You don't feel good about yourself, you know, so that brings on stress. That's I, I, I believe it. But I think there's definitely room there for the seafood industry to kind of capitalize on that. Yeah. All right. Everybody, get your seven fishes dinner ready for Christmas Eve. <laughs> We're all starting off. Sleep well. Sleep well the next night. (laughs) Ending the year and starting off the new year healthy. Oh, yeah. Uh, So seafood companies can begin to market their products to consumers who have an interest in mindful food. According to Nielsen, in the past 52 weeks, food and beverages that offer anxiety support brought in $50.6 billion in sales, while sleep support brought in $47 billion. Depression support... $36.6 $36.6 billion and brain health, $29.2 billion. So there's money wow. to be made. Yes, there is. I like it. I'm in. All right. Yeah. So I could anyway. benefit from that. Yeah. So uh, especially, like I said, seven fishes. I, I know that's what we're doing for Christmas, uh, Christmas Eve. That's always Are you a big doing thing. seven? Didn't you do like five and a half last year last or something? Last year we did five and a half. <laughs> I think my dad's working on the seven. Um, we're definitely doing... Uh, crab legs, uh, stuffed clams. I want crab cakes. Yes. Yeah. I've been in a big crab cake. You know what I had the other day? Sorry. We got to get the calamari from, uh... <gasps> Ooh, Pisces. Yes. There's, okay, so we're located in Tom's River, New Jersey, and there's a place very close to uh, the Seaside Boardwalk where they film Jersey Shore Family Vacation. Not painting the most beautiful picture <laughs> for everybody out there, but... <laughs> but there's this fantastic seafood restaurant called Pisces. And they have and the best Thai calamari. It, they managed to put the Thai sauce on and still keep the calamari the crispy. Yes. And that's that, key. That is – not everyone can do that. No. In this place. You know what? Cancel this podcast. We're going out. We're out of here. All, All right. right, everybody. This is this podcast was brought to you by Comtel, which will be receiving a complete redesign in 2020. Be sure to check it out. And be on the lookout for our new merch, possibly stickers, if – JPK approves them in the budget. JBK? JPK. JPK. I was going to say, yeah. we have a new guy. JBK. <laughs> JBK will not approve it. No, but JBK maybe. Yeah. But we're, yeah, we're working on stickers to hand out at Boston. So you want those. Yes. Everybody wants those. They're going to be one of a kind. Anyway, it's a, if, if JBK denies it, we will have to make our own stickers one of a kind. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, thanks for listening. <laughs> Glad to be back. And uh, yeah. yeah. Talk More s- shenanigans talk next week. Soon. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.